0: hello welcome to waiting for game a podcast presented by melee stats i'm your host gimme wheat and today we have uh we got a fun little episode kind of a state of melee episode what's going on in the world of melee in 2023 got a lot of questions and uh some cool events to recap some cool events to look forward to and to do so i have one of the coolest most charming content uh creators out there course i'm talking about my good friend edwin budding
1: how's it going edwin i'm doing pretty well it, it, it feels like forever that that we've done this is is that a is that just what february's been like i don't know I'm, I'm really happy to talk about melee for as much and as little as what's going on right now we have so much to get into between intro inter like mid-tier or low-tier character beef we got a couple regionals to to talk about we have some randomly prominent performances and i i think we saw it as appropriate to bring on somebody who's who's made a name for himself in the last month and a half june it's it's so fun to see you uh how you been what's your what's your 2023
2: been like um it's been it's been pretty chill uh i work i play smash sometimes I go on bike rides. It's been, it's been very fun. Um, and of course, Donkey Kong has been, <laughs> has been on there. My, I've been playing a, a young link recently, but then I had to take a, a break because young link just hurts my hands. There's too many shuffle nairs. Uh,
0: too old, man. Yeah. It's okay. I, we
1: all are. I, I have hey, been doing, doing the same
2: pillow thing and putting a, a pillow under my hands. Um, But it still doesn't help with the young link.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a mattress. Maybe that'll help.
2: Yeah, just memory foam. (laughs) (laughs) It'll
0: make traveling to majors hard, but it might be worth it. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we've got a lot to talk about this episode. We're going to talk about some tournaments that happened since the last time we were on. We're going to talk about some tournaments that are coming up. Uh, And yeah, what is going on in Melee? There's a lot going on. Um, so before we get to any of the kind of big stuff going on in melee let's talk about the event that just happened recently so we are coming off of level up expo which uh, is an event that kind of came from the ashes of double down so to speak Uh, double down this year was going to be hosted at level up expo and uh, obviously because of what happened with smash world tour had to kind of change their focus and uh vgbc had to kind of back out as anything larger than a broadcaster as far as i know um so we got to see uh we got to see kind of a tournament right there in vegas and uh amsa versus hungry box and and maybe a grand finals that we didn't really expect uh one of the interesting things about this is how boring of an event it was <laughs> I, I think i i am not saying anything against amsa or could or anyone else um I did not watch this event personally. I, I was busy with something and did not have a. Uh, did not feel like I missed out. <laughs> Usually, if I if I miss a bigger event, really feels like oh, like you know the the whole like smash landscape is different now, right? Everyone's excited about something. Uh, this one it kind of felt pretty whatever. Uh, and and it's something that is uh, you know, you have to wonder if this is indicative of the year to come. Um, but before we maybe getting to kind of the bigger questions about that uh june did you get a chance to watch any uh, level up expo
2: yeah i watched um winners finals grand finals uh a few of the matches uh in top eight yeah i i kind of got a similar feeling where <laughs> i didn't i i actually didn't know that the event had happened <laughs> until <laughs> the videos popped up on my youtube feed and i was like oh i guess there was a a major this weekend Uh and, yeah, I was very surprised to, to see Kadoran just beat H-God. Uh, I mean, he w- lost the first set uh, versus him, but uh, was able to finally clutch one out uh, versus versus Clutch God. And it was, I, I don't know if you, did you guys see that set? Towards the end, it, it looked like h Fox was going to come back, and then just, like, oh, one errant dash attack uh, cost him that set. And then, yeah, Amsa just kind of flew through everyone else. I was very impressed by his performance. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't like um, close either. I feel like he was very dominant. Um,
0: A good bounce back from his ninth place at uh, Genesis.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, Hacks money looking really consistent now that he's sure. allowed to compete. Well. <laughs> at this one at this one <laughs> yeah um, but yeah no it was it was
0: a weird event because um it it kind of bears a lot of weight at this point in the year right we last event we had was um you know it was 3 weeks ago it's genesis uh next event we have is like 2 3 weeks away in collision and usually we don't really have anything really big going on in february but it just it feels so different right now um and to to the point of the hbox win edwin what are your thoughts on uh well kudoran winning over hbox that's what i call an hbox win i don't even mention the person who beat hbox <laughs> sorry <a> kudoran
1: <laughs> place marth
2: ken ken <laughs> but,
0: yeah some, close enough for me <laughs> but uh i want to hear your thoughts edwin about uh about the kudoran win over hbox i know that you are a kudoran fan and um I want to hear, you know, was this was this him finally breaking through on a consistent level, or was this something like we saw at Wave Dash, where it's just like, all right, you got your one, right? You spin the wheel enough versus H God, and you're bound to get one. What do you, what do you think about it?
1: Well, I do think there's a difference between beating H Box multiple times and beating him just once and then just, and then getting farmed forever, right? And, which I think we we've seen that happen to people. I think Adorn taking a sec te- second set is pretty interesting, you know. Kadoran versus Jigglypuff is very interesting, right? If you, if I see Kadoran versus Hbox in bracket, I think Hbox is favored typically, but I think all right, you know, I, I think kadoran has got a pretty good shot at this. Like I, I think it can happen. If I see Kadoran versus like Toussaint, for some reason, I think that's horrifying. Panko. I, yeah, yeah, Panko. Eve. Like Eve, yeah, Eve. I, I, Eve. yeah. Yeah. Give, yeah oh my versus god. Even, kadoran's gonna play khalid <laughs> yeah Khalid. Is- i'm sweating i think like so i've, I've watched Kadorn versus a-, a puff for a bit and i think like i think there's some very specific like drift patterns and like ways that hbox likes to land or whatever that Kadorn just kind of has like like he studied mm-hmm. and practiced enough to beat like that but i don't think he i don't think he does very well against like some of the other Puffs that... It, it's kind of hard to describe. It's just, like, different spots of where HBox likes to land situationally. I feel like Adorn has a pretty good handle on that. C- I'm not saying that... Uh, uh, go, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that, like, I, I think Adorn, like, sort of a, a... At least my understanding of him versus Julie Puff is I think he knows the basics pretty well. But, like, he really, like... I think you can tell in his play, if you've ever watched him against Puff, he's very used to or, like, kind of hyper-focused on like H mm-hmm. box's habits and where, where he sort of likes to go and stopping him from going there. I don't really know how that um I don't really quite understand why like he hasn't translated that to some of the other puffs as much. But for whatever reason reason and for uh, whatever you know limits I might have overall, I do think it makes him a pretty scary opponent for H box. Mm-hmm. But uh, this this kind of a I, I guess the last thing I'll say on this is I always like to bring it in threes, like just as a general rule of thumb. I think if you beat someone once, that's great. It means that we we definitively know you're not like an auto-lose against them or that it's possible for you to beat them. But, you know, we're, we're not necessarily holding our breath on it happening again, right? Especially if it's going against like a quote-unquote better player, right? But I think if you beat someone twice and like your sets are starting to become competitive, yeah, it's a promising sign. Is Kadoran going to beat Hbox uh, for sure next time they play? You know, I don't think so, but is it more likely than it was after he beat him the first time and is it more likely than it was before he had ever beaten him? Yeah, I would say so. So, I think I think this is possible, uh, heading into the this is sort of like what I imagine as the wacky outcome of this tournament, right? Kadorn yeah. takes a set from Hbox gets second to AMSA maybe a wha- whack, a wackier thing would be Hbox winning, but you know just just the way that's been trending against uh, AMSA, I, I didn't think that would happen
2: a a few things i want to say some of which may align with your your theory edwin is uh what one is I've, i've worked with kadoran before for for coaching stuff so i know kadoran is very much like a like a game plan focused like yeah, sure. situation focused player like if he doesn't understand something he's gonna lab it and hbox is probably the the person or the the puff with the most material out there that he can study from um mm-hmm. i think his punish game looks very good versus hbox part of that is hbox <laughs> di versus smart combos not being particularly the best um i think against other puffs in particular i've noticed uh and this is something Kadoran's also talked about, so I don't feel bad throwing, putting on a blast for this. Uh, Kadoran is not as disciplined as, say, Zane. So sometimes he just throws the, the haymakers out there. And if you do that versus Puff, like, in, in most situations, like, if the Puff is ready, you could you could just die. And, like, you, you have to play a very, very safe and methodical game versus Puff the whole time. And uh, sometimes Kadoran gets put in a spot where he, he might panic but I think he's played H box and studied the situations enough that he just, he doesn't panic as hard, um, which helps him. And then, yeah, the, the other things you were saying,
0: you know, one thing I think is, uh, I, I, I mean, Kadoran's a great player, right? Kadoran's great. And I do think that this is very important for his rise. I think that, um, yeah, he's been considered top 10 ish top 15 for sure. Um, the the issue with him was kind of okay like we saw him get sets over these top players we saw him beat mango he took a set off of fungrybox you know he took a set off of uh cody and and it really just became well can he actually do this on a consistent level because as we got until the end of the year felt like he was trending more towards not being someone who would really um, punch up against the the top tier, right? We saw him versus Leffen, like, every week for some reason. Uh, we saw him versus J-Mook. Like, these are very hard sets, but it just really felt like it was something where, you know, okay, Kodorn, you know, if he plays Fiction or something, that seems like that's a very good draw. But uh, getting into a top eight and making an upset there, something like that might be very hard for him. So I, I do think that this is a good sign. Um, but I do want to say... My little take on this is uh, I don't know if HBox went to this weekend caring about Melee as his main game. Because what also <laughs> happened this weekend was he got voted into Summit. Yeah, voted into the Ultimate Summit. Smash wow. Ultimate Summit 6. He uh, he broke the record for most votes, I believe, which then got broke the next day uh, when Aaron got in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like pretty sure he live-streamed at the event Somehow, I think I don't know where. I feel like he always does that. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I I'm not going to say that there's an asterisk on this win. I'm just saying, like, you know, if we're talking about, does this win affect Kadoran's like, you know, future? Does this lost affect H boxes? Is H box, uh, you know, maybe maybe is it the year where you kind of look over at Ultimate a little more? Um, this far into the year, it seems like they're doing a lot healthier than we are um so it's a, it's a very it's a funny question to ask um but but yeah no i mean i, I don't want to take anything away from Kadoran, and obviously nothing away from amsa but it just it, it really pegs the question when i watch this ma- uh major quote unquote major you know with with like five top 100 players and 80 people overall like uh you know, if if I were HBox and I were a top five player, or top ten player, and uh, wanted to check out of any event, <laughs> maybe the one where I'm running for Ultimate Summit might be the one where I would do. it. Um, but yeah, let's let's use that as a springboard to talk about uh, what it's going to look like, you know, where we're at in Melee, um, because I do not blame anyone for looking over to what Ultimate has. We uh, we're coming off of like I said, we're coming off of one major in Genesis, and we've got. Uh, a couple weeks until the next um but we've got an interesting path ahead of us we've got collision coming up which is capped capped at about 400 players and after that our next major event is going to be major upset which is capped at 256 after that it's a uh, low tide city which i believe has about 40 entrants uh the week after that is combo breaker which never really has had a huge smash scene and uh the hotel sold out immediately, <laughs> and after that, we've got uh, Battle of BC, which is an event that uh, I believe they have got about 200 entrants. What, like three months out from from their uh, event, which is great. Uh, but also, I do have some doubts about whether or not a major outside of America can actually sustain the same level of a uh, like a tier two major has, right? Um, so we've got a lot of interesting questions coming up. Uh, and, and I guess the, the question I have is, you know, June, you, uh, you've been around for a while, you've seen the ups and downs, you've played brawl, you've played PM, you've played scenes that have had some, you know, hard times. Um, <laughs> do you get worried when you look at what's happening in melee right now, when it comes to the amount of tournaments
2: that's, that are going on? Uh, I'm, I'm not really worried, but I, i'm fine with going back to the shadows <laughs> if majors <laughs> die i'm like all right cool and then i'll just play in, in my basement you know uh but i i also think it's a sign of um you know a lot of competitors this season were talking stuff that sounded like burnout and you know, i was like mm. oh tournament after tournament after tournament and um you know, I think it's fine for Melee to have an offseason. I think people have, have talked about this idea of an off season for a while. Um, it's just weird because I think people, instead of like a, a stretch where it's like, okay, everybody take their break now. We just kind of have players do it on their own time. Maybe it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not going to attend this um, major. I'm going to play with my dog. Or I'm not going to attend this major. I, um, you know, have, have some, some stuff I need to work on this Um, is a pro
1: dog podcast (laughs) yeah i I love
2: dogs but i'm saying that you know the yeah the the amount of majors that is happening or that are happening i i don't think it is a a concern um right now but I, i that's from my uh like biased underground perspective where i'm like wow you guys have you guys have this many tournaments? <laughs> Dang. Dang. We, we got a tournament coming up soon. 20 entrants. We're pretty excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I, I will say, definitely uh, <laughs> don't want to act like you know we don't realize how lucky we have it. I, I got to uh, follow along with the 64 scene as they release their top 64 players of the year. And, oh they uh, do
2: top 64 that's they do a top so 64 fun. players of the year
0: i think this is their first time doing a a um offline one for a while and yeah like instantly i i recognize the kind of position we are in because they are ranking people off of like one tournament it's like this guy went to smash con got fifth so he's the fifth best player in the world <laughs> um and it's like yeah no I, I understand that you know maybe it's not too bad if i'm complaining about like it's gonna be like two months between our next major, maybe that's not the biggest deal in the world, but it is an interesting prospect because melee has not really had to deal with this to that extent. Right. Um, Edwin, what do you think about this? You know, we're, we're coming off of a year that we literally had an off season because of, uh, the novel coronavirus and it's good, uh, little buddy Omicron. Um, so it's, you know, it's been a long time since we had a real, uh, melee season, but, but what are your thoughts on, on how this one's shaping up to look?
1: So let me give the optimist path first, okay? Okay. The first first optimist point of view is that this is February, okay? We just finished with Genesis. If you look at a lot of years, typically after Genesis, it's normal to have a bit of a lull, right? Last year was a little unusual because Genesis was planned for for January, then obviously had to get delayed until April. But typically, like, you know, Genesis typically starts the year after rankings come out, then we have a little bit of a break, and sometime around March or April we, we kick back in with it right so if i were to be 2023's melee hype man here is roughly what i would say right so we got some regionals coming up that are going to be really fun one of them features cody schwab so kilroy is going to be pretty exciting that's going to be a nice warm-up for collision in in may which is fe- set to feature basically the entire northeast ton of top east coast talent zane cody schwab uh, i think Hungrybox box and Leffen are going to be there also so and a- we- collision Yeah. So we're gonna see. So we're gonna see something that's basically gonna have. Also, slug will be there. So I think it's quite likely that that'll have about like seven or eight top ten players. So we already international
0: talent as well from the compendium. Mm -hmm. If people pay.
1: So so that's a great point for, or that's a great thing to look forward to in March. And March is really not that far away. April, you know, depending on how things turn out, major upset could be really big in Oregon. So major upset. Oh, It's it's. It can't okay. get any bigger than it is right now. Well, maybe maybe someone gets TPP right. So that's but that's that's going to be pretty big. I I believe AMSA is going there. Hopefully, Plup is Zane. going. At, at, uh,
0: Zane, Plup, yeah. Uh, Cody. Yeah, uh, that that is another stacked event. Um, mm-hmm. it's just interesting because you know if you are someone who looks at it, uh, we're we are generally not uh, attuned to this idea of, you know, you better sign up before it's too late. Uh, case in point. I was helping the T.O. of Collision, working behind the scenes on some, some ideas, and I never signed up. <laughs> and I literally got on the wait list because uh, I I forgot. Um, yeah, I think the the idea of like being, oh, I can sign up at any time is, is pretty strong in the melee scene, right? You know, the joke about like everyone signing up at the last minute. Uh, yeah, we, we, we might have to come to terms with the idea that that might not be something to, that we get to do.
1: We, what was the famous term that we kept saying about tournaments last year? It's buyer's it's two, market. Buyer's market. It's buyer's see. market. There are so
0: many majors out there that you can <laughs> pick, take your choice. 24-hour venue? Sure, I'll go to that one. Oh, they're running Monders. I don't care. There's going to be another major in a few weeks. I don't need to go to you. It was the kind of event where, yeah, you could. there were so many events that you had to cater to the people who were going. It's not just we have a bunch of CRTs. Or, well, we have a bunch of melee setups, uh, go play. Because you know, that's how it used to be, right? You didn't have to, to win over people as much. Uh, but yeah, last year and the, and the year before, to an extent, it was a buyer's market. Now, question I ask both of you, does it feel like a buyer's market right now?
1: Jay, what do you think? I, I don't think so. I think it may no. be a seller's market.
2: <laughs> wait, wait. Somebody... <laughs> buyer's market is when the the attendees have all the power a seller's market is where the the tos have the power we've never said
0: seller's market because you know what it didn't happen last year it didn't happen probably didn't happen since the time we did our podcast right the entirety of the time we did our podcast I don't think there's ever been a time where the the person who uh the attendee the general attendee has been uh in this type of position so I assume it's called a seller's market I mean if there's a buyer's market there must be a seller's market but guess what we've never had to say
2: it <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I still think the the flexibility offered to to melee players is pretty good right now. Like you have you have yeah. net play tournaments literally every day.
1: You have you have the coin box. Yeah, know, that, that was gonna be my next point. I think uh I think this reality that we're heading in this this future may be very terrifying, right? Where we not only have coin box Wednesdays, but we have coin box Mondays and Tuesdays and Thursdays and Fridays as well. And, uh, eventually we How much money do you think Coinbox has? <laughs> well, uh, the point is that it, it sort of creates this future where we have the Coinbox singularity, right? So instead of Genesis, it's called the Coinbox Genesis. Instead of calling the, it the Smash Summit, it becomes the Coin Summit. And instead of the Big House, it becomes the Coin House. This <laughs> Coinbase get... envelops everything in the Yeah, <laughs> it envelops everything. And uh, we actually stop leaving our houses. And it all becomes net play tournaments, commentated by Hungrybox, PPMD, and Mewtwo Gang. And you know, uh, you get paid in crypto. Yeah.
0: This is insane. The idea of um, a summit sponsored by Coinbase. Yeah, Edvin, you're really crazy. <laughs> it's never been next, done. Next, you're gonna tell me that there's gonna be a, um, an online tournament where you get paid in crypto just for showing up. Yeah, <laughs> so sponsored <laughs> by a
2: very lovable player. That'll never happen, Edwin. That'll, That'll never happen, happen, Edwin. Never. Um,
1: I'm a no, crazy
0: man. It's, it, who knows? Right? Who knows? And and I think that the it's a it's a year that was not supposed to be like this, right? You know, that's the thing about Melee. That's the thing about Smash It or any big events is that it's not planned on the fly. Everything that you're seeing has been in plan for a year, right? The second one event ends, they go, okay, well, <laughs> what are we going to do next year? Um, and these dates are locked in year or two before they even um happen and the venue contracts are signed forever ago um so it it really just is this interesting thing because this was not supposed to be a year that was going to be like this and and we're probably going to be end up seeing a ton of events at the end of the year as we normally are um but you're right edwin it is a year that uh you know it feels weird because last year uh was kind of scrunched into eight months because of omicron um And also, I think that Collision and Major Upset were never supposed to bear this much weight, right? They were not supposed to be the majors that we have for the scene. Major Upset is uh, basically, I think it's the first time Melee is involved in that long-running Ultimate series. And same thing for Collision. Collision ran a ton of Ultimate events, was very big, and then they decided to do Melee. And, And it was like... They're not side events, right? But it is second banana. <laughs> hey, we're going to be talking about die later. Second banana. But it is uh, second banana to these the ultimate events. Um, and because of the landscape of, of Melee, they are now the events, right? They are now the majors. Uh, and and because of it, they are probably going to see some stress. And I don't think there's any way to talk about this without talking about VGBC, right? I mentioned earlier that... It, was level up expo that we just saw this past week it wasn't double down um i can't imagine that uh you know there's probably a pound right i would imagine that pound would probably be happening uh at some point in the near future if it were not for the events that happened with smash world tour um and uh it's it's going to be interesting right because we we usually have this ebb and flow Like you mentioned, June, you know, there's a lot of time that uh, feels like an off season, even if it's not planned. It's just the natural way that it goes is that we're going to have kind of lesser months. Um, But it just it. Yeah, it really just feels like the there's no anchor that there normally is. And we are going to be going a few months before we get to like a pretty established major, which is Battle of BC. And um, it's something that we really haven't gone through a lot it's a, it's an interesting feeling for sure but if you are confident June <laughs>
2: i am confident i i get the seller's market thing now it took me a while i get it's,
0: it it, it is a, you yeah you can uh you know just like the housing market right now <laughs> um <laughs> it's a bit of a seller's market uh yeah it's this thing where if you are someone who wants to go to a major right let's say you want to be on the summer top 50. Um, let's say you want to be on the top 100 at the end of the year and you're like, oh, well I better go to a major at some point soon. You are going to not have to like set, you're basically going to have to settle. You can't have uh, very lofty expectations of what you want to do because you can't go to collision. It's capped. You can't go to major upset. That's capped. Um, you know, if you, if you are, uh, someone who has a passport, well, you can kiss battle of BC. Goodbye. Um, uh, okay. Combo Breaker is, is an amazing event, and I, I am, uh, looking into going, but it's kind of a lofty thing, because, uh, you are paying for probably, like, the best experience in the FGC, but if you only play Melee, <laughs> it's like, you know. Like is it, like, to... an
2: EVO thing, where it's, like, the Melee setups aren't really great, everything's two out of three, or is it, like, an actual... Um, you know,
0: uh, Connor and Jade are running it, so I oh, do have okay. some faith in this being yeah, a yeah. thing, but it's just, uh it's like uh, going to Disney World, Edwin, except you only go for the Dole Whip, right? And then you're like, you're like, man,
1: that Dole Whip is great, but it
0: costs a lot of money overall.
1: Yeah, it, it is good and expensive. I'll, I'll say that, but especially the pineapple one is really good. It's like, the <laughs> and everything. it's like comparing the Dole Whip inside
0: of Disney World to like like a Dairy Queen. And you go, I like the Dole Whip more but it's just really expensive. I have to pay for a very expensive ticket to get in. Um, so I, I think Copper Breaker will be very extremely fun for anyone who goes. It's just this thing of, you know, it, it being one of the premier FGC majors. If you are not someone who's going to like watch Tekken or, uh, you know, Strive or something like that, if you're not going to take it in, you're probably going to be paying for an experience that might not fit the bill of what you'd be paying for like a similar melee event right if it gets up 200 people it's probably going to be um a higher price event than a similar 200 person event so it, it's just a it's an interesting year but uh edwin you're you're mentioning it so i'm going to let you go off about it because i've been yammering on um we've got majors coming up we're sorry who <laughs> no wait that's we've got regionals coming up that is the one thing that i think that there is some some uh light at the end of the tunnel is that like you said, you mentioned Kilroy this uh, weekend we're coming up. We've got uh we've got body just going to have a bunch of players from around. Um, we've got Bemi, of course, that we're going to be talking about. We, we are just kind of at this level of, of, uh, you know, regional, um, (laughs) like they're, they're just, they're, they're a, a regional abundance that honestly, I didn't see last year.
2: I mean, I, I love regionals and, uh, like, I think the stakes can be very high at regionals because, mm-hmm. you know, you go to a national, you, you have an idea of who's going to do well. You know Zane's going to do well. Jamie's going to do well. Honestly, you go to a regional, you have all the best players in region. Like, anything could happen. Uh, I, I think there's a general idea of, like, who's going to do well. But there's, there's, like, these players have been playing so many sets together for a long time. Like, you get those really high level interactions you get just like plenty of upsets you get all the the regional hype all the like
1: in-group drama it's it's great it's great i love a good regional i mean even uh even in a tournament where it's everyone in a very strong region when there's one real like titan type player there then it then it kind of becomes fun in a different way right it's like like, okay yeah it's like okay we're at a what is it like smash valley or whatever like can anyone stop hbox here right mm-hmm. or can anyone stop uh or like when hbox went to all those regionals in 2017 where he was just going to a tournament every week and th- those were kind of like the training grounds for zane right like you mm-hmm. would have events like that so you know i, I brought up kilroy before because cody schwab is going to be there so i think that'll be a really fun kind of you know, battlegrounds cody of... <laughs> Cody Schwab is fun to say, though. I will say Cody. Cody's more natural. Hey, if you're, you're having fun,
0: of... I'm not about to stop you. Can
1: I call him Schwab?
0: <laughs> Do not call him Schwab.
1: <laughs> well, we hey, get, get sued. Don't don't get radar started on this. If he were on the show, he'd lay into you right now for for, he'd be, he'd be, for calling him for even suggesting the idea of calling him Schwab. Uh, okay, all right. And don't get us started on Radar,
0: because we're going to be talking a lot about lemons if you do. (laughs) That's the tier list.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) You know, and and I just want to remind everyone who's listened to the show, like, for as much as we've talked about this tweet, this tweet and this fruit tier list had, like, two likes. I think think, uh, it, think it had, like, four yeah four okay my bad (laughs) twice as much but if if elon musk's like whole views thing was around back then i'm pretty sure that tweet would have less than 100 views but like judging by as as many times as we have brought it up on this show you would think this was like a scene defining tweet
0: it depends yeah it depends how views are tracked i've viewed it myself 100 times so yeah (laughs) i I think
2: i think it might have thousands of views just because people (laughs) looked at it and we're like, I'm not gonna like that. <laughs> what is this? <laughs>
0: a very rare tweet that like people don't want to interact with. You know, well, there's a lot of tweets that people disagree with, and they're just like, I'm gonna drag this person. And it's got like 87 quote retweets to like 13 likes. N- not this one. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's just like, hey, I'm gonna stick.
2: With yeah, yeah. So I feel like, like banana's right gotta now. be
1: number one though, right? Right. I feel like banana is so solidly like top two or top three in so many categories it's tasty on its own it's a great flavor it's got prop value you can hit someone with it or throw it it's got comedy value like throw, eating a banana and then throwing the peel in the, <laughs> in the road or, or in the street to cause some mayhem and everything that i love really bananas dangerous. so much
2: but bananas are great i mean it's it's entirely subjective which is the the fun thing my favorite fruit personally is a is, uh, passion fruit I, I had it okay. once when I was on vacation. when I was like in Miles Away or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in uh the Dominican or something, sophomore year. Um and it was oh, so good. And now I can only get I can only get small tastes of it in my Chobani yogurt. But <laughs> I, I still love passion. Every fruit. taste
0: of Chobani is is uh one second away to the <sighs> white sands (laughs) the white beaches
2: take me back please
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i'm sure we're gonna be talking about bananas very soon because i know someone who likes bananas a lot um but i just want to cap off yeah it's an interesting time that we're in because of the relative lack of majors um but i think that what we're going to end up seeing is uh you know after we get to battle bc we're probably going to see another little tiny lull i don't imagine that ceo is really going to pop off the same as it did last year i mean thanks to you know panda (laughs) I think that that was kind of bolstered a little bit rather than, um, you know, a little more than it normally would. Uh, But by the time we get back into the gommels and the smash cons and other events, you know, if we have got a shine, if we've got a big house, if we've got stuff like that, I think it's going to be good. Um, Regionals are definitely doing really well, and I think that we are kind of falling back into the idea of, like, it's okay for top players to go to regionals (laughs) because generally with the mages that we had didn't really make sense for someone to go right if you were going to like be in contention to win a major um taking a weekend to fly out to play like skerzo it's like well i could do that or i could net play zane for 18 hours of my weekend and uh you know what what helps you more with your ability to like win smash summit right um which we're also going to be seeing at some point soon so It'll feel a little weird, but I think it's going to be good. The only thing that I have some apprehensive uh, apprehension about is uh, I don't know how many people jump in. I feel like melee every single year is like we've got our established events, and then we've always got like someone jumping in. You know, last year we had uh, Ludwig throwing stuff. Last year we also had the off season randomly just threw something pretty big, right? Like we always have some random thing. It's like oh Yahoo Smash Rivalry is or. For Loko fight night, on like, we've always got something, and I just wonder with everything that happened with Nintendo and Panda and everything like that, um, I wonder if we're still something that's worth it to jump into because all of these people are like losing money when they give us a fifteen thousand dollar prize pool because they like played it in college, right? <laughs> um, so it's gonna be an interesting thing to see as to whether or not that is gonna continue. Well, I see that we're all. I should have ended it uh, separately. <laughs> I should have said, "I don't know about that," but regional is seem to be hype. Yeah, uh, no. I mean, I
2: think you, you make you make very good points, sweet. It's it's been a dark few few months. I kind of like forgot because I've just been playing Donkey Kong. Uh, That's how dark well, the past few months have been in terms of like the panda, the VGBC stuff. Yeah, it's,
0: like, it, it... let's uh, get into let's get into donkey kong
2: <laughs> okay
0: yeah. you know we were talking about regionals let's
2: just, just go regionals on. i think are a great
0: place for players to uh, get wins that they wouldn't normally um you know a lot of people out there uh if you go to a major you end up getting seated outside of top 64 you're probably going to play like two very good players and get eliminated 65th or 49th or something um <clears throat> and i think that regionals are a really great place for people to get little wins you know you look at someone like Blue, Blue didn't beat any top 100 players this past week. It bought me, but beat like a ton of people around his tier, you know, uh, beat Reeve, beat um, who else? It beat Michael. <laughs> like that's Beat Michael. Yeah. it's And it's these types of things where like you might not necessarily see that in a major. Um, but I also, you know, if, we, if we're going to highlight what happened at regionals, there was a regional a couple weeks back where uh, there's a Donkey Kong player who happened to accrue a bit of wins. <laughs>
1: Junebug, why would why, why would you say it? Is... it's honestly kind of upsetting. I, I can't <laughs> lie, <laughs> like that you're just like you're using this power for like a thing that's a bit, but it's not, but it's not a bit. It's like very scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, like a horrifying reality. <laughs> Eric says I'm the most evil melee player
2: because I just I just go around uh, using mid tiers farming people for my my YouTube content. Uh,
0: you, yeah yeah I don't, you... I don't know
2: if I agree but for, the optics don't look great
1: for me <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I think I think it's pretty great you're you're beating like a you're beating a top 25 player just like it's not even like a, I, it, it, is it like an MTVA thing or something like like this this region has so many people that just like it it's like like chilling with the samus right at first it was a really funny thing and then eventually like he started only playing samus and then it became like wow i guess Chilling samus is just like his best character now it's it's pretty good i feel like this is this is just like something something uh like you know inherent to this region of mdva i i don't know you know my my friend stevie was
2: explaining some like bike uh scene lore to me and uh mm-hmm. apparently like if somebody gets really good at biking they'll like remove the brakes on their bike. So they are like forced to skid brake all the time. And they'll, they'll like remove like the speeds from their bike. Like, you know how you can get multiple speeds. You get one speed. So you have to pedal really fast for when you want to go faster. And for some reason, I feel like I'm kind of doing that with melee where I'm like, Oh, this is the thing that's fun for me now because the, I've just been playing for so long. The, my old characters just—they don't—they don't have the same oomph to them, and I just played Donkey Kong for six months. So like this is great.
0: So let the viewers in on on why Donkey Kong. How did you get to this point of your life?
2: <laughs> okay, so normally uh, for the past—I want to—oh, I guess it's been like two years now. Um, for the past two two and a half years, I've been playing um melee mid and low tiers um and then comparing them to project m's version of these characters so i started Mm -hmm. with roy i played melee roy for i want to say like four or five months um and then i compared him to pm roy because this was around the time where zane was beating everybody with roy and people were like oh is roy actually good i'm like well kind of like and then I, i tried to outline like what he has going for him and this is that video it's like he's really really good against fast followers he's great against fast followers middleweights and eh. floaties eh. but like he's he has Marts stuff it's just uh, he's got mart's body and his moves just work like Roy and then he's got down tilt and f-smash and like he's got some stuff going for him but he's no Marth. he's just like worse than Marth in every measurable way um, except f-smashing Pikachu um, I don't know if you guys saw Zane's set. with It was like Roy versus Axe's Pikachu. Or he's yeah. just like killing Axe at 60 with Roy f And I was like, wait, is this the counterfeit? Back when Zane was just losing to Axe over and over again. Uh, so I started with, with Roy. Then I went Ganon. Then I went Mewtwo. Then I went uh, the Marios. And now I'm on Donkey Kong. Or I, I was. Uh, I guess I'm I'm still kind of playing Donkey Kong here and there. Um, um, so I'm making a video about how Melee Donkey Kong works. And like how his tools are are functioning in the Melee meta. And then how they changed in NPM. And a little teaser, I guess, for, for the video. Uh, he, he functions very similarly to the way Pikachu does in the meta, where his his tools are very, very good against the meta uh, characters. So, like, super good against Fast Faller, super good against Middleweights. But then you get to the weird characters. You get to some of the floaties. You get to some of the other mid-tiers. That's where DK is, like, actually pretty... He, he, can, he can have some problems. Um, but, you know, you give him a bracket full of Foxes and Falcos that, that he can zero death, then maybe DK doesn't complain as much.
1: That's so interesting, because I feel like for, for Common, uh, like, before this whole wave of DKs, I felt like the perception was that the Fastfall, like, that the floaties were tough and the weird characters were a little tough, but that, like, Falco in particular and Fox were, were, were quite hard for D. That used to be the common knowledge, right?
2: It's interesting, because I, I think one of the many reasons that there's been, like, a med uh, mid-tier, low-tier resurgence is like people are getting really good against spaces, so i i think maybe before uh counterplay in general just wasn't as developed Mm -hmm. i i think one of the ways you can see this most clearly is just like watching like i was talking about this with i think eric the other day um like back five six years ago if somebody ledge tech and then recovered everybody would be like holy shit what and now it's just like an uncle punch thing that you yeah. could practice. <laughs> yeah, people <laughs> come up
1: with counters to beat Ledge Tech. <laughs> they're not surprised by it. Like they like they're ready.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I think uh the low and mid tier players, they kinda got used to a lot of the spacey stuff. So uh shout outs to Da. Uh very smart yeah. Donkey Kong. Uh labbed a lot of counterplay. Actually, like taught me a lot. Sent me a Da sent me like a a research paper on how donkey kong shield works they yeah, are very they, well, yeah,
0: f- well versed in the yeah, donkey kong they, they've they been
1: are. playing for they've been playing for such a for, for so uh, like like not many years too they came from uh, like the other smash games or something it's, yeah it's really like, incredible <laughs> they're they're prolific
2: i i won't say that much they're they 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 have got a very interesting brain um but they sent me this research paper on Donkey Kong's shield, and I learned that, oh, yeah, Donkey Kong's front-facing shield, pretty much, like, very difficult to power shield a Falco laser with. But backward shield, dashing shield, tilt-turn shield, all of a sudden, I'm power shielding Falco lasers at, like, <laughs> 60 to, to 80%. I'm like, huh, yeah, when I could power shield their neutral uh, opener and then get a grab and zero-death them, this matchup doesn't really seem that bad. Um, and Da's also one of the people that's like, yeah, Donkey Kong destroys Falcon. That being said, I still think Fox beats Donkey Kong in melee, but I, I, it's a it's a hard one for Fox where you know oh you mess God. up once, uh, you just you get grabbed, you do Donkey Kong stuff. It's it, I think Donkey Kong um, is a very good tournament character because mm-hmm. like his, the punish game is potentially one of the the most consistent across the cast, like. He just has really good combos against fast fallers, really good combos against middleweights. And then versus floaties, he juggles them for a bit, and he charges punch, and he has a move that kills them at anywhere from 30 to 60. So, like, it, it's... He has a lot of good things going for him. Uh, I uh, But I do still think he's a bit. tier
0: <laughs> Well, I guess,
2: how about this?
0: Um, You know, you have found success playing these characters, right? I, I think that uh, one of the interesting things about your little... Um, hmm. uh dive into the mid tier. Try to find a word that didn't sound mean. <laughs> you're you're the, little dive into the. You can't be meaner
2: so. than than Eric. It's fine. <laughs> Called me a cartoon villain.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, hey, just, with Donkey Kong or is it just you?
2: This was with uh at Double Down. I was playing Magi. And Eric was like, it's funny because Magi is like a very solid player and Junebug is a cartoon villain that is standing in her way to top eight.
0: I see it. I honestly see it. I I see you, uh, you have someone tied down to train tracks. You've got a bomb with a, uh, a little wick. Uh, I I can see it, man. No, um, I mean, Hey, speaking of, speaking of double down, you found success with these types of, uh, characters and, uh, you know, you got top, what, top 16 at Double Down with Doc, right? Yeah. And then uh, dq to go to Magic Show. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> and, and, awesome. and you've got um, some pretty good wins with Donkey Kong. I think chief among them being a win over Polish. Mm-hmm. So uh, my question is, you have, like, this is not a unique thing for you to have success with Donkey Kong. Yeah. Um, but it feels like a unique thing in the scene as a whole, right? So I guess why are we seeing Donkey Kong, and we're not seeing these other characters? We're not seeing uh, Mewtwo or Roy or Dr. Mario, but we are seeing an explosion of Donkey Kong. Do you do you have any theories as to why this is the year where he really bursts out?
2: I do think Donkey Kong is better than Mewtwo and Roy. Uh, Dr. Mario. Dr. Mario. (laughs) He. I I think he's worse than. I think he is worse than Dr. Mario. Uh, But. Is his punish game is definitely better than Doctor Mario's. I would say overall, mm-hmm. um, it and, and there's just been yeah the amount of Donkey Kong players just like Mo just destroying a European online tournament. I think yeah that was wild. Ago. Yeah, that um, was this week. He, he I, I just watched those vods and it, it he four stocks Abe the first game of yeah. winners finals.
1: And he beat Sharp also before before that in Rick's That was an insane we'll Ricks,
2: run. Yeah. Just beating like some of Europe's best players back to back with Donkey Kong. Very, very impressive. Um Yeah. Uh we have Rishi's Donkey Kong. I mean, he hasn't been entering events with Donkey Kong, but he terrorizes ranked and unranked. He beat uh I think he beat Aklo unranked. He beat he beat Slug in Donkey Kong Ices in Jeez. ranked. Uh, which is not a good matchup for Donkey Kong. I think it's one of his hardest matchups.
1: Doesn't DK have to like cargo throw, but jump off stage, and, <laughs> and toss? You do, and do nana really games. weird stuff. Yeah, he's got kind of, like a weird anti
2: nana game. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, it's hard to to grab the character that doesn't get grabbed. You know? Um
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just confused as to so we went into. um 2022 right we went into 2022 didn't really seem like there was going to be any donkey kong's in the near future and then suddenly ringler starts to accrue some wins right we we know ringler's good prior to this year you know he took a set of zamu he sees he's, he's done some stuff uh at socal In socal of course he's always you know taking people close um but we come into the year not really look thinking it's gonna be Donkey kong year and come out going like wow we had a player who was almost top 100 Um, And it felt like this huge step for this character. And now we are going into 2023 and it feels so different Mm that even like where we are now, two months in almost three months into 2023 feels so extremely different than what it felt like uh, two months ago, like December feels so much different than it does from February because what's changed since then is that, uh, you know, even if you don't continue to play Donkey Kong, you found success with Donkey Kong. Uh, Quang got top 64 at uh, Genesis. He yeah. beat Bobby Big Balls. I believe he beat Calvar as well. Well, um, <laughs> what else? We've got,
1: uh, we got a tier. Dun- Donkey Keir. Kong
0: has been, uh, you know, going crazy on ranked. Uh, we saw Da. Da ended up beating what's in that first uh, mac <laughs> i kind yeah. of remember back we saw da beat mac we saw kira beat mac like what has changed do you does anyone have an answer or does this all just is this just a confluence that it was going to happen you know um the mayans talked about this years ago that, that 2023 yeah, think, is be the
1: 2023 year of dk i think it's a it's a byproduct of joe biden's america and let me okay. and let me explain what i mean by that i think i'd love you too Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Uh, I I think we're just in an era where we're so. I let's talk about what happened in December, right? I think in December was just like it was such a consequential month for Smash in general, right? We enter this period of time where we expect to see the finale of these two very big circuits that we believe are going to be in the scene like for long term, if if we can get it, right? And I feel like there there was both a letdown in terms of just you know how everything worked out and the professional implications of it and everything but i also think that like we, we kind of we sort of did enough to make up for it on with as much as we could right mm-hmm. so main stage is really big we had scuff world tour we sort of like we, we still built had a very big month like regardless of that but i feel like we never really had time to like fully process what had happened right and i think heading from that into genesis it was just like it was just a lot and I think something with Donkey Kong, what I've noticed with him, right? This is a this is something that that I've noticed, especially with Donkey Kong, more than other characters. I feel like he's there for you in terms of trauma. I feel like there's something in terms of his aesthetic. It's just like this great big goofy character. He just like, wants you know, to give you a hug. Yeah, he wants to give you a hug. Like... He wants to grab you, but and, but he you know he wants to defend his friends, like going out and smacking people with this forward tilt or whatever. He you know he'll protect himself with his like little little down B or whatever. I think there's something about the aesthetic of Donkey Kong and what it represents to people that I think is just very comforting in, in times of uncertainty, and in, and in times when like, maybe it hits you that like some some things that you know bothered you in the past that you thought you got over, maybe maybe you felt like you never had time to process it really. And I think DK is just like a very reassuring, like just as a figure himself, right? He's very big. He's, he's kind of, like, he's smiling. Like, he's got a little bit of mischief behind him, so he's not, like, quite a standard textbook hero, hero. But I think there's something about, like, the aesthetic of DK and what he represents. that And he's got enough, like, complete-ish tools. Like, he's not an amazing character, but he's got, like, He's got stuff. The right? tools that he has, his functional tools are very good. Yeah, but like so- four or five things he can do are very, very good. Yeah, and I and I just think like what he represents and sort of what he like the what he uh it's sort of like playing DKs become this thing. It's like a like a it's like a little uh, like everyone's huddling together like playing DK or whatever. You got tri- Chicago making videos on how much the the region loves DKs. You got Marth players with DKs that are somehow as good as their Marth or or whatever. You multiple of them. The Rishi and here kind <laughs> yeah. of crazy. I just feel like we're we're kind of in a DK era. You don't see this. You don't see this young like, Yeah, I know Rocket made Rocket made top hundred young Link's not going to comfort you you think ganon is going to comfort you yeah don't, don't get me started with ganon <laughs> uh, you think you think uh like mewtwo is there no Mewtwo's is kind of aloof uh roy is you know living in a like he's, he's a prince. prince yeah he's prince he, he doesn't understand you know the working man's play i feel like yeah. dk understands it yeah he, feel he's, like DK is just he's using there. his hands I, I do think maybe dk is just the
2: um the manifestation of all of Wheat's fears, and he's here to come kill Melee. <laughs> he's just the absurdist monkey king that will come and and bring Melee to its I knees. I was a DK
1: hater for a long time. I won't lie. I hate I hated him for a long time. He's a he's a funny character. I I hate him in PM, <laughs> yeah. but I I think he's
2: very funny in Melee. Compared, just I feel like if I started with Melee, I'd be like, oh man, this character is kind of. Uh, dumb. But because I've I've seen the the horrors of PM Donkey Kong, I'm like, yeah, melee Donkey Kong's funny. He <laughs> yeah, his tie is a hurt box. This is fun. So,
0: Edwin, I I think that you have a very good um theory, right? I think, and I think what it is is it is a theory. But maybe you know, truth is stranger than fiction. So what happened? When did we really start to see the Donkey Kongs? You mentioned after uh, Smash World Tour and Panda, right? Is it possible that the reality that in which we live is fractured from the moment of Smash World Tour? Does it sound like something that would happen? Does, it sa- Does this sound familiar to you? Is that we have two super majors that are about to happen, and they both just, at the drop of a hat, they both get canceled? And then suddenly me and you are making the top 100 and then Jmook mook wins a super major and guess what all these dks they're all doing well and i like dk i like Jmook. mook me doing the top 100 that sounds cool i'd like that so i have to wonder How am i in years a coma <laughs> did i go to a coma as i was about to leave for smash world tour and is this just my uh, my favorite trip? The Eagles made it to the Super Bowl. My coma apparently couldn't make us win. <laughs> but like, it, life has been seeming to go well for me recently, outside of me, my like personal emotions, which have been torrid. <laughs> so maybe, yeah. You know, at what point do you uh, do you snap out of it and realize what's reality? I, I, I'm very I'm understanding the Matrix a lot more.
1: Edwin, what pill did I take? That's i think question. uh i think that the if if there are potential cracks in the mirror or in the uh, or glitches in the system or whatever i think it will be when the dks start getting uh i mean i don't know june what what's the character that like like Reeler said he doesn't like playing against jigglypuff his dk Fal- like, falcon jigglypuff falcon, ice jigglypuff. climbers luigi maybe we throw eddie mexico in some dk brackets or we put or we put Aklo, it's Ackle's Link in some of them. Oh, yeah. You know? That sounds miserable. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, that just came off the top of my head. I'm not going to pretend yeah. like Wait, I know. Wait, Link, Link... Won, the,
0: um, won a regional.
1: Oh, my God. Edwin, this doesn't, none of
0: this makes sense.
1: Link deadass. Yeah, he did oh, win a regional. Jeez. Wow. He defended you went to Disney the... World and you were crying. He defended the regional from, from Marth.
0: No, Never mind. this makes I wanna sense.
1: Get, I want to get out of here. I need to get back. We need to get back in get, the real get, world. Give <laughs> me back. hbox
2: winning majors. <laughs> I'll take <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I also uh, this is a bit of DK pessimism because I I, I have to stop playing the character eventually, and the, that's where the pessimism comes in. Um, well, yeah,
0: I guess. It, are you Are you completely done with DK? You know, I, I think the, um, <laughs> you've been kind of a uh, a forefront a, for, uh, a front runner in this movement whether or not you wanted to be and it seems like this was pretty part and parcel with the, with the way that you interact with the game now right you know mm-hmm. you weren't like it wasn't a political moment when you played dr mario but now suddenly you're playing donkey kong and everyone's like he's supporting us he's supporting the donkey kong cause do you feel like you need to continue this or are you going to uh kind of move along like you normally would
2: well, I was I was going to just move along, and then I got a DM from an interesting person, and they said, you know, uh, you go to three or four more tournaments this year, you could get top 100.
1: What a and... schemer. <laughs> Who do we know like that? What's, what's better
0: content than being the first Donkey Kong at the top 100?
1: Uh, I will say, I think, I, I you
2: could quote me on this now, I think there will be at least two Donkey Kongs on the top 100 this year. I think Quang will be on it. I think Akira will be on it. uh, For sure. If they go to tournaments. Um, And if I continue to to attend tournaments, maybe maybe I could get on there as well. Um, But I will say that I've been having a lot of fun with Donkey Kong. More so than my other characters. Uh, I had a lot of fun with Ganon, but I played Ganon a lot in PM. So it wasn't like a new like, feeling for me. And P.M. Gettin' mm-hmm. is a lot better than Melee Gettin'. So I had more fun with, with P.M. Gettin'. Uh, so Melee Donkey Kong just, just, like, fit like a glove, and I was so surprised that it, it worked that way. And now I can't play Young Link, So it's things just... True. The universe, for some reason, just wants me to play Donkey Kong. More for Wheat's theory that this is all just a coma dream. I, I have no... I have no agency. I have to play Donkey Kong so I can make top 100 for week.
0: Melee Um, is all just a figment of my imagination.
2: But yeah, I I was going to say that one thing. Um, I think people will start to learn the matchup a little more. Um, Mm -hmm. Both Polish, I think, uh, didn't know the matchup as well as they could have. And Polish, I've played Polish across or just with multiple characters for you know i forget when they started coming to mdva tournaments but i want to say since 2016. um so i I had like a lot of experience versus them as a player uh specifically and they didn't have a lot of dk experience but they they definitely were, were cooking me in a lot of interactions um so i think once people learn uh how the character works what his strengths what his weaknesses are you might see his space on the tier list normalize a little um and then once you get the the donkey kong's bad matchups thrown at them you you can see where he struggles a bit more too um well before
0: we move on to the last big segment i i guess let's push you on that question where is donkey kong on the tier list
2: I would say he's uh similar to Pikachu. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Where's Pikachu? Where, where's Pikachu? <laughs> <laughs> let me let me look at the tier list real quick. Pikachu's well, like I ninth Pikachu is uh,
0: is ninth on the current tier list. Oh I yeah,
2: guess Pikachu really? might be above Yoshi. Below Dang. or
0: above Yoshi, I think. Which probably would not be something that if we if we made it today, right? If oh like
2: no, yeah. I, I think Yoshi's better than Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. I would say um Maybe. Ooh, is but DK then... better than Luigi?
0: What about Samus? Oh. Is DK better than Samus?
2: Samus? Ugh, Samus DK is kind of hard.
0: We will probably have more DK representatives than Samus representatives. See, it's weird because I, I feel
2: like uh, DK does bad against like Samus and Luigi and Dr. Mario. And Ice Climbers. And... Yoshi and Pikachu, I actually don't know much about um but, like, the top tiers, he's looking okay. But, like, Luigi, Dr. Mario, Ice Climbers, it's weird. That's why he's, like, kind of like Pikachu. Give me a number. I'm going to put him above Ganon.
0: Where's I'm that? Say four, that
2: 14. 14? Okay. Yeah.
0: You know, I was looking at the tier list recently because I was thinking, you know. Does he um, beat Ganon? Um, with the, all the, that's going the on with GK. What's, what's the tier list going to look like, right? You know, uh,. Generally, it's taken years before we've created, like, changed tier lists. And it's, like, usually, like, pretty big differences in, in how we view the game. It's like, oh, Marth's really good. Or, like, Puff is actually better than we thought. Um, and I looked at him, like, everything's basically the same except for Yoshi. And then you get to DK. It's like, wow, yeah, it is It is funny how if you were to make, like, a rolling tier list, if you asked every single top 100 player a couple months ago, <laughs> I think DK would probably not be too high. And right now... Yeah, I think DK... 14, I think, is an interesting part for DK. I like it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm <laughs> I down. have to put
2: it right above Cannon. <laughs> um, I
0: am down, and uh, I hope that we can finally put that matter to rest.
2: I think, is that Con. Is that where we're seeing the epic battle? I, I think that is the current plan. Um, Mo wants to come to that, and I think if Mo comes, it'll be overkill. Um, we We went
0: over kind of what it would look like in the melee stats discard. card we talked about like who could possibly go and um i think i have a lot of ideological differences with ganon mains but uh like they're gonna get destroyed i want to i want to be clear from an objective standpoint they are going to get destroyed <laughs> because if you are in you know you've proven that you're very good if rishi's allowed in he as obviously has a very uh, amazing dk quang if Mo goes, my God, da, Akir, okay Ak- literally forgetting Akir. Yeah, yeah, it's like who do we even wait? in? we first? didn't say the guy who almost made top one hundred this year, which is <laughs> Ringler. Oh,
2: Ringler too, right? Yeah, I, and I will say Ringler. Ringler has uh, pioneered so many different DK things. I learned how to spam up B from Ringler, and that's when I learned that DK's up B is like a top ten move. That move just beats everything. It, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, no, Ringler would, would do work on that.
0: Well, I hope that we are able to finally put this to rest when it comes. Uh, but until then, we will have to just, uh, you know, figure out what's going on with GK. We'll have to see people like yourselves and, and the other pioneers of the monkey uh,
1: see how far we can take it. I do want to mention one final uh, thing that uh, this DK versus Ganon uh, crew battle reminds me of that I don't think will turn out the in in favor of the uh, villainous side because uh, I do remember, unfortunately, uh, one of my favorite crew battles of all time uh, from 10 years ago, <laughs> the Lynx versus the Stinks at Apex 2013. Uh, not many people remember this crew battle, and if you don't remember this crew battle, I don't really blame you because... Uh, it was basically a bunch of Link players versus a bunch of mains for villainous characters. And uh, the villains won, and their crew battle was really boring. So mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be boring this time, but I suspect the way our thing- things are turning out right now, I think we may see a similar result for the DKs over the uh, Ganons. If if things as they are right now um stay on the same path.
0: We'll see. Yeah, I, I, If none's going, which I heard that he has interest, you know, he is a very big wild card. It really uh, depends on their
2: roster. I, I mech think. has yeah.
0: been improving with Ganon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you give him another... If it's SmashCon, you give him another six months. And that does sound I'm a sure little scary. He, yeah, right? I'm sure. He's, mech with six more months of Ganon practice. Um, yeah, So I'd, I'd like to see it. Uh, but obviously that's going to be a little out in the future. Um, but in the near future... We are going to be talking about an event that uh, is probably going to be won by a more traditional character. <laughs> There's no no real uh, mid-tiers here, especially now that is dropped out uh, due to some illness. Um, we're going to be talking about Bemi. So this is the uh, third Bemi overall, I believe. The first two are online. This is the first time that we're going to be seeing um, an in-person Bemi, uh, which is going to be pretty insane. So for those who don't know... BEM-ESM that is run by uh, Homemade Waffles. It is the Black Empowerment Melee Invitational. It has been... Um, it's been one of the more uh, interesting events, one of the more cool events that we've seen from definitely uh, just like a, what it means to the scene, right? What it means and, and what it means for um, for uh, Brandon to run it. Uh, we've, we've had him on to talk about it. I think it's a very important event, but also... I think that talking about how important it is, maybe undercuts just how entertaining it is. The The group of players that he's gotten for this are consistently entertaining, and um, that group, you know, we, we saw the first one. Uh, it really did feel like a group that um, we were able to grow with, in a way, if that makes any sense. A lot of the players who were in that continued to get better, and now we are going to have an event, which uh, it has Toussaint, fresh off of a top eight at Genesis. It has Salt, who when salt was first in the event was definitely not the salt that we're about to see right now. Um, we've got a uh, lowercase hero who just beat fat Goku, right? We've got Lunary, like we've got all these different um, players who it, it's, it's like really one of these events that has turned out to be something that I, I look forward to uh, every time February comes around. So We've got a uh, got a good group of characters here. We got a good group of um, players, and uh, June. I don't know if, if um, you know much about it, but but uh, we've got a pretty strong cast here. Who who do you like in this group right here? Um, is there anyone in particular that catches your eye uh, yeah, me... someone who's like maybe going to make a deep run or someone who's um. You know, maybe going to win it all?
2: Um, I'm looking at the invited players now. Okay, Toussaint, Provo, Shrew. I mean, Toussaint, Salt, uh, pops out at me immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, Toussaint's been going on a tear lately. You know, beat Omsa, Genesis. Um, also, you know, uh, has the bug coaching power-up.
1: <laughs> um,
2: Salt, oh my god. they've. J- uh, she's just been playing so well lately um i loved her run at the coin box uh yeah beat hbox beat uh hacks it's just uh beat ginger yeah it's plain playing playing really hot and uh, it was super funny to see her banter with uh bobby uh during during the whole bracket um and prof of course by pm homie uh it's crazy just i feel like he has such a unique fox style um and i I like to see him compete a lot. Uh, it's very fast, very reactive um I mean off the top of my head, I'm like uh two Saints, salt they're definitely gonna be um uh, be good be up there um but like I would love to see some upsets and there's some, there are just a lot of good players. I mean, Shroomed. We saw Shroom. We saw Shroom just randomly do well. Yeah. And,
1: uh, is it well. random? I feel like Shroom. I feel like this is just it's like not random. Yeah, he's just he's, he's just Shroom. Good. He's yeah. always
2: gonna be good. He's always gonna be good. <laughs> um, and then we have oh yeah the the qualifiers. Uh, Prom Malachi, Daryl K-0. Prom and Malachi both. Um very very solid mdva mm-hmm. um yeah i think problem makes Ganon look very good and then malachi is the best bad player in the world <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, he's it's perfect show grabs perfect downholes like he he plays in in the best worst way
1: um june i think all these players are very good I think a ton of them have been good for a while. I think Lowercase Hero, especially, with a with a very big win over Fat Goku this year, is certainly someone to look out for. But I think the secret hero of this tournament is the guy who won it last year! Billy motherfucking Bo Peep. I think that guy's fox is so good. It's It's one of those things where it's like, you may think you know the story of billy bo peep right you may see his name on a 2019 top 100 and see oh this guy was like top 100 top this guy was ranked 51 or like 52 let me tell you something about billy bo peep billy bo peep over the pandemic and seemingly you know like not really caring very much about his actual like tournament attendance uh, you know he, he he went to a couple or he he played in some delay based events before yeah. rollback. And then shortly after rollback came back, he he really just did not seem very interested in playing a lot or attending a lot. And then BEMI twenty twenty two, he goes on a massive losers run, beating top one hundred players, players that would be top one hundred if they were more active and, and qualified, and and just absolutely opens a can of bass on Flash in two sets. Who is another person attending this tournament i might add who has if you've ever seen uh, any uh, clips of flash or talk to sp99 you'll know that flash basically uh, uh, i guess he just has a contractual obligation to stunt on top 50 players effortlessly in friendlies and practice sessions with them <laughs> so there's always F- a gif out yeah. there <laughs> yeah
0: something like uh, sp99 falco wizard will uh, we'll always post a GIF of the most perfect lasers against whatever favorite player of yours. You know, mention any player in top fifty. There's probably a GIF out there of Flash doing the nastiest shit.
1: Yeah, Flash hits Flashes like a. Lasers. Yeah, he, and and for and for whatever, and it's not like he's hitting clips that are totally meaningless, right? Like he's hitting clips that you know, you see the stock count, and it's like, huh. I wonder why Wizrobe is down one stock <laughs> to Flash's 3 <laughs> or or why is uh <laughs> I'm just I'm just naming a, a random player like why is Lod down two stocks against Flash this is very interesting <laughs> I've see I've seen
0: those clips I've seen the, the Giffy cats really makes you wonder what happened there because yeah. we've seen a lot of
1: you know uh <laughs> right there's a Mom, combo don't get video. I just used your name randomly. <laughs> I just don't actually care. There's a combo
0: video that I watched with Chroma and Ambi recently, which was uh, Shroom's old combo video, which features um, some horrible, horrible combos. Some where it doesn't <laughs> you know, like, so like it's not even like I, I'm not even gonna be like this isn't actually true, right? It is just like dropped combos and then they pick it up after like thirty minute or 30 minutes 30, after thirty seconds of neutral. It's like that don't put that in your combo video. Um and yeah what was funny is that like every single one of those for some reason Shroom is always down <laughs> it's like What what type of combo is this? That would not be Flash. If Flash ever had a combo video, Flash would be up in every single one of those games. Um he is a menace for sure. And it's an event like this that is really great that that draws people like Flash out. Like Billy, you know, Bemi, um, and, and Brandon in general have done a, an incredible job at, um, giving, uh, you know, these players kind of, uh, like a, a centralized place. You know, we, we really haven't seen Flash much. What? Riptide 2021? Didn't see Flash at all last year. Uh, but what this represents is, is kind of a little more important, right? If you were to think about attending an event, you know, we talked about buyer's market, seller's market, um, it really feels like it does not even belong in the same talks as a, like a a normal major, right? Because what this, this is, is so much more important. So I want to see, um, what that, how that affects these players, because, uh, you know, we've seen some players like really show out because of, uh, what the event is, you know, shroom did well last year. Um, I think shroom ended up getting third. We talked about shroom. It's like pretty wild card. Um, But like that—that's definitely a different situation at an event like this. And Billy, yeah, I literally don't like what we saw Billy at a a Texas regional. Before that, I don't know the last time we saw him. (laughs) If we saw him, it was probably delay-based. If we saw him offline, it was probably in 2019. So having a a, um, like a a spot for players who are not as active is really amazing, and it leads to uh, to some pretty insane um, match possibilities. And I want to bring up a player who... I I mentioned when we brought it up. If we're talking about players who have not been to many things at all, Lunary, Super Smash Flash 2, is a player who I think embodies this more than anyone else. June, do you know who Lunary is? No. (laughs) (laughs) So Lunary is... um, I I think on their most recent PR, which is probably a little outdated, he is the second best Belgian player. Uh, I believe he'd be over Faradit right now if there were to be a Belgian PR. Uh, But he is a Belgian player. He is a... Marth with a uh, a secondary Falcon, which basically seems as good as, as Marth. It's, and the uh, name of the game is stunting. Very quick, very, um, like, uh, just... It does not even seem like it would be the option to go to in any situation. You know, those types of players where you're like, why would you do this? But it always seems to work out. It's like those cartoons where there's, like, a baby and they're, like, crawling and they don't realize that there's all these, like, bookcases falling. Like, <laughs> he will he will do like the most insane dares for some reason just like in neutral he'll just like run at you and dare uh as as marth it's not oh. not that unusual if, if it's falcon. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah maybe i should be found, clear okay. <laughs> Run
2: up there. wow huh. <laughs> wow wow well, I
0: mean, falcon does that huh uh no it's uh yeah he he had some um sets this past year at a uh, uh dutch event where he looked really good and he was at a uh, a regional or he was at a local um i'm like ibw i think locals and regionals are the same thing <laughs> uh he was at a uh, a local straight after like r- came directly from the airport when he got here um and he uh he went to a georgia local he 3-0'd ostentatious the the georgia chic he 3-1'd him in losers it just looked weird it looked he was stunting on him man um so yeah it, he's gonna definitely be an interesting person to watch he got a frenzy win last year at one of his few events that he went to so he's definitely this, this untapped potential, someone who he really, like, we haven't seen, even on, on the level of, like, uh, European players, right? You know, we talked about, like, Mo. Like, oh, we haven't seen Mo in, in America, but he's been doing really well in Europe. Um, even to that extent, he's not been that active in Europe, uh, probably because of inability to travel. So the, the fact that he's here at all is insane. So I, if I were a um, a Fox player, or a Falco player or something in this bracket, I'd be a little scared, because he definitely looks like uh, someone who could clean up.
2: I, I'm I'm just looking at the 2022 bracket, and I just can't believe that Billy mope Peep just cleared house. Billy, by the yeah. way, won
1: me like $600 through, through that run. You've... I don't want to get to that. You quoted yourself. You quote
0: retweeted the BEMI. Like I think it was uh, like the Bemy was like, "Congratulations to Billy Bo Peep." You quote retweeted it through the Melee Stats account and then quoted yourself from your Monday Morning Marth article.
1: It was such a baller move. And let me. No, tell you I why. actually don't think it was a baller move to make <laughs> no, the Black Empowerment Melee Invitational about you. No, it's good to celebrate your prediction. It's it's actually supportive if you think about it. <laughs> no, I actually think that you should have you should have let them have this one. <laughs>
2: I, it, is, away from it is wild that he, he was in losers at the beginning of top 12 and just literally won the tournament. Do you want to know yeah.
1: something even crazier than that, Dreambug? Sure. The fact that I bet on every single Billy Bo Peep set. Yeah, it, I think you're a crazy won, person. And Edwin. I won every single bet. It you was actually get... funny because after like the fifth set, people were like scared of me and and like not taking bets. On bets like, like, there's there's no way he keeps
0: winning,
2: right? <laughs> right.
0: Well, congratulations, Edwin. Clearly, you were the winner. Of congratulations yeah, to Edwin Budding for winning the Black and Edition of Toy Story you you didn't get an invite to this one. <laughs> How much yeah, is the I winner again? Did, did yeah. Edwin
2: make more than the winner? <laughs> oh, maybe. Oh, God. Um,
0: I want to talk about Billy though, because I think he is a great pick. You know, he won this one last
1: year. Um, He is someone who... Uh, I, I that Pikachu really... phase I remember he was going Pikachu it's like why is he doing this Hey like... we all were we all <laughs> all of us
0: were going Pikachu at some point it's, it's a natural progression in life Um I got to see him at Genesis I I I saw him and I was like what the You're here <laughs> Billy <laughs> You're not in bracket <laughs> Um I got to talk to him and uh I had, you know he's a very personable guy It was very fun it was me and Abby were there and I said, I think you've been brainwashed by Drug Fox. <laughs> I, I think, I think your view of what beautiful melee is is impossible to have in bracket. You know, I was like, trying to wake him up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we were talking, and, and uh, you know, I, I said, look, Billy, I would love to see you in bracket again. Um, I know you're going to Bami, but I, I think that it should continue from there. I offered him. I said, here's your incentive. If you win a Verdugo, I will give you $10. And then I remembered he hasn't lived in SoCal anymore. He hasn't lived there for three years. So I go, okay, if you win a Verdugo, you'll get $10. If you win a uh, two Monday Monday Night Melees in a row, you'll also get $10. And I said, if that isn't enough, Ambi will also give you $10. He did not agree to this, but he got thrown in. So uh, if anyone wants to give money to the, to the pot, we are putting $10 in. We are going to create a, a big pot for um, for Billy Bo Peep because I believe, I truly believe, that he is someone who is able to, you know, you look at these regions, I think he's able to be one of the best players in the regions. Even, though, even if you look at DFW, SFOP, Salt, Bobby, Big Pauls, SDJ, one of the strongest regions in Melee, I think there's no reason why Billy should be smack dab in the middle of that, if not at the top of that. He is such an insanely impressive player, and... Uh, you know, I, I, I hope that we get to see it from from this. Um, Edwin, is he your pick for who's gonna win it overall? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Billy. Wow. June, do you have a uh, do you have a choice for, for who's gonna take home the gold here?
2: I I gotta be biased. I'm just gonna say T Saint. T
0: Saint. T yeah. Saint is a good pick, yes. Do you uh now that you know Billy's so good, maybe you you're gonna go watch some VODs.
2: Yeah. Some hey, uh, Toussaint! <laughs> just, just maybe watch out for this one guy. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: man, I, I think that, uh, there's a couple cool picks here, and then there's a pick that I just keep coming back to. So, Flash and Billy Bo Peep are, like, you know, people for, who made Grand Finals last time. And both of them are players we don't get to see much of, and yet every time we do, it seems like they are pretty insane. Um, and for Flash, it always seems like we're hoping that this is the start of the big breakout, right? Um, and and if if Riptide ends up being the blip, that'll be a pretty sad thing because they are, are so incredibly talented. So, like, I, I look at him and I'm like, I hope this is going to be the one. I hope he wins this one. I hope he continues to go to stuff. But I am having trouble picking him because every time I, I think about, well, maybe maybe uh, Flash will win, maybe... To will win, maybe Billy will win. I have to come back to a player who uh, Edwin and I talked about a couple months ago. Edwin and I were talking about this new crop of top you know, 50-ish players. And um, we are talking about whether or not they are going to continue to rise, can, you know, if they're going to fall, if they're going to not be on top 50. And I said, uh, Edwin, it feels weird, right? It feels weird that like Mech is a bona fide top 50 player now. Um, and I said, you know what doesn't feel weird? There's a, of all the people who had made top 50 that past year, the person who seems like they are not only going to stay in there but going to go up and that they like truly belong in that tier is Salt. Salt is a player who for years a has been tech. really great. Um but when I look at her play, I mean it's flashy it's it's all over the place, right? It's it, it's like amazing to watch, but it's also just something that I I look at and I'm like, yeah, she is going to continue to be good for a while. This is only the beginning that we're going to see from Salt. Uh, so I, I look at everyone here, and I think that this is going to be an incredibly tough bracket. You've got so many killers out there. That's not even to say, like, we didn't mention KJH, who has been actually doing pretty solid. Ended up, like, 3-0-ing Lucky at Coinbox this week, right? <laughs> I know Moki said that uh, that KJH's Falco was, was one of the harder things he had to deal with at Genesis. Um, we haven't mentioned Professor Pro or the real thing. We haven't mentioned all these people who have been very, very good recently. Uh, but yeah i mean if i if i look at this event i have to go with my heart pick here and i think salt comes away with a victory here
1: yeah i think she's a great pick i've uh you know i, I i've been a pretty big big fan of salt for a while and i think one of the really big indicators for for salt is that like if you talk to any of like top 10 or 11 that have played her they've been like oh yeah like salt is going to be making super major top eights in a year like yeah yeah it's just going to happen like it's it's the kind of like statement that you've heard that you might have heard people say about like wizro when he was coming up or like even amsa frankly or or zane or IBW. i think salt just she has this like electrifying factor to her right where it's like Mm -hmm. even when her game is not was not like as complete or like where it is today she was still like winning a lot of sets over players like beneath her caliber of play at the time like quite dominantly and consistently and she was taking people above her to game five or outright beating them which i think is typically like if when you're looking at rising players in a short period of time that's a great sign that one of the fastest falcons i've ever seen yeah she actually yeah it's it, that's
2: a really high bar. There's some fast, a lot of fast Falcons. Falcons. <laughs> The character's fast.
0: I, I've never seen
1: anyone play like Salt.
0: Dude, I cannot imagine being SDJ, and and SDJ does well. But you have to play your go. You imagine going to your local. It's Monday. Everyone hates Mondays. You go to <laughs> sorry, little Garfield moment I just had. You go to your your Monday local, and you sit down. That's like, okay, who's it going to be? Bobby Big Balls, Salt, or S Fop? Which one of these, like, you know, 5,000 APM players am I going to have to play this week?
1: Insanely cracked.
2: Yeah, it, it is really. I wonder if there's something about, like, playing. Do you think they all just, like, came up together at the high APM? Or is it nature versus nurture for high APM players? Mm. Like the the likelihood of three just incredibly like three of the fastest foxes like fastest fox falco and falcon respectively just happen to be in Texas playing oh. each other all the time. True. I, bit... What is that? What is hmm.
0: that? Maybe it's something in the water out there. Yeah. It's Government testing site near. <laughs> <laughs> their all their fingers work uh, work way faster than they should.
2: I.
1: I want some of that water, though. I'm trying to be the, <laughs> the fastest. My guess is the oil companies. Ooh. It's something the oil. Or something the oil. Oil. Oh. It's... it's Oh. <laughs> there you go.
0: Um, well, I think that BEMI is going to be an incredibly interesting event. And, uh, three great picks. I like all our three picks, Three great honestly. picks. <laughs> this is an event where I honestly... Like, there's so many people who I... I wish we could pick, right? The fact Fucking that Shroomed us... is going to win it.
1: <laughs> none of us said Shroomed, none of us said Flash. Yeah, KJ is um, so
2: solid. I, it's wild that he's still so solid, you know? It's just like, his fundamentals are so good.
1: Yeah, um, hearing both of you, like, convinced me. And I, and then I, I said uh, Billy again, and I got convinced. And then I heard what Weed had to say was convinced. This is, gonna be, this is such an awesome event. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It tends to, you know, when we do these, these previews, and this obviously was not as, like, big of a preview as we would with, like, Genesis, but it tends to feel, um... There, there's a different feeling to it, right? You know, we'll go, like, I guess is gonna win, or, like, oh, I think it's gonna be Zane, right? It it feels like we're making statements with our picks. Mm-hmm. Like, when, you know, it's like, oh, well, I could pick Mango, but, like, I actually think that it says more if I... You know, stuff like that. Um, no, like, this is... Legit, an event where this is like a bona fide, just fun event to talk about. Not that Genesis isn't, but it just if there's there's a different feeling here. Um, I mean the, the the players are obviously not at like super major contention level, um, but everyone here is so strong, and the the depth of talent is so so, you know, wide and deep, and and the, uh, like I I think how many players here who like are top one hundred? How many players here can make top one hundred? It's it's just, like, such an insanely stacked event and one that I am uh, really going to look forward to watching this weekend.
2: This is, like, a, a super regional, and I love regionals because yeah. it's, like, all these see, players would just win their
1: own regional, right? I could literally. see Saint literally 3-0-ing everybody in top eight or, like, losing 1-3 to Prometheus like, yeah. it's just I... insane group well, of players. Well, June, of, with that's on you. Ranges. Make <laughs> sure they don't <laughs> lose. We do talk about Ganon. Sure. Yeah, it's like, the most insane... The, you have so many volatile players also with just, like, a massive range of possible results. I think Two mm-hmm. a pretty, like, funny example of this. Like, just a very interesting player to... Mm-hmm. Like, that... It's, but, yeah, I, I, I totally concur with what we'd say. I think it's just, like... It's just such a... Excite a genuinely exciting field with like no additional stipula. There's no like yeah I, I totally agree with what he's saying like sometimes when you make a prediction on a super major it's like what are you trying to communicate like what is your view right this is just you have a bunch of good ass players that that can all be spin each other a wheel or, or, spin yeah, a wheel because yeah. whoever it lands on is probably
0: <laughs> about as good as a pick as if you just made one yourself mm-hmm. um yeah super strong event cannot wait to watch this uh, but before we before we let everyone go, before we get there, June, we've got some questions for you. Okay. We've got some questions from our uh, our patrons. I know there is a push and pull that we talk about about our saying, "Oh, questions were bad this week. Questions were good this week." Um, like, we actually had some pretty good questions. A lot of them, I think that we kind of talked about during the show a lot about like if you're going to continue uh, playing Donkey Kong, stuff about uh, you know how you view mid tiers and stuff like that. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that we we hit on. So, um sometimes you are, your questions are too good patrons and we actually use them during the show. So uh, the, the, the idea is to not be bad, but also not be too good. And, and we'll see if the other questions this week um, were able to, because I think we got some good ones. Um, so the first one we have is from a, the, one of the TOS who's running BEMI. It's from Jade. So Jade asks, um, what's your favorite type of chair?
2: What's my favorite type of chair? What's your favorite type of chair? Oh, uh, I've never been asked that. Um, right now, I actually I have a. This is a Herman Miller. Uh, I got it. No. At, yeah, I got it at a thrift store. It, mm-hmm. it is like it's a old metal Herman Miller that's like, I think it, it it would go for a couple hundred bucks, but I got it for twenty. So let's go, dude. Uh, when when
0: this question was asked, um, I uh why am i looking like garfield sorry i read the read this i read the chat for one second i'm looking like garfield too okay sorry uh when this question is asked i was like wow i've never had i've never heard this question uh and i was wondering if you're gonna answer with some badass shit like a herman miller and not only did you it's that it's because you're sitting alone right now that's insane yeah
2: yeah but i i am like infamously cheap or like i i struggle with spending money on myself. And thrifting a Herman Miller is probably the only way I would ever obtain it.
0: Maybe you're uh, in a coma right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Finding a yeah. Herman Miller a thrift store, that's, that's a, you here to go. Yeah, it was a
2: great find. It was a great find.
1: Uh, Edwin, what, uh, I think we got another one, right? Yeah, we got one from Danger. Junebug, creepies or crawlies? Follow-up, thoughts on critters?
2: Um...
1: Creepies <laughs> or crawlies? All right, I gotta say, I hate this question, and I'm not gonna tell you why. I know this is a question for Junebug, but I need to share a really awful experience I had. Okay. Okay. If, uh, wow, for this is anyone... kind of like
0: how you made Bemy about yourself.
1: Yeah, similar. But this is, this is but this is a, it's. Is it higher stakes, lower stakes? I can't really tell. This is lower point. stakes
2: for sure. I think it's
1: lower stakes. <laughs> yeah, we, oh, yeah, I think you gotta call lower stakes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got and yeah. and yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> <fair> <laughs> So, if you ever go to Disney World by any chance, oh, do sorry. not go on the Bugs Life ride. Just don't do it. It's the most cruel experience I've ever put myself through. It's just a. It's really awful. Uh, it's really mean spirited. But if you know any like children who are really annoying and like and like you're ha- you happen to be on a trip with them, take them to that. Uh, take them to that ride. Do they like heckle you? Is it like one of those restaurants where they you go in and they're like, "Hey, I'll go. What do you want?" So you want it's them? it's misleading, right? Because you think it's for, it's supposed to be for like children. But it's, it's a virtual ride, okay? So you're basically in, like, a theater. You, you get, like, a 3D goggles or whatever. Oh, I remember those. I didn't do a Bugs Life one, but I did, like, a Terminator
2: one when I went to Universal. Once. Yeah,
1: so, and the, and they got, like, special effects around you, right? So, like, the, the seats in front of you blow air in your face and stuff. 4D. Yeah, so, yeah, 4D, I, I guess that's it, is, or whatever, right? I, I, I just the, the Spy
2: from. Kids movie when doing shit like that.
1: Yeah, so the, basically, the long story short, is, like, it got a bunch of bugs like shoot stuff out at at you like with three in three D, but like because of the fans or whatever in front of you, you get the all the stink, and you get all the like smell and. Like, They're actually
0: shooting real bugs at you too. Yeah, re, yeah, real
1: bugs. So <laughs> it feels like, and they, <laughs> they 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 even have a segment where like. Um, where basically they tell you at the end like oh like make way for your bug friends and for the cockroaches to get out and they have like something in the seats that makes it feel like bugs are crawling all over you for sitting down. It was a uh, it was one of the most unpleasant experiences I've uh, oh. ever had. So uh, I hate well, bugs. That's so awesome. yeah, I guess it. to
2: answer your question, yeah. crawlies. Wait, are what are creepies?
1: Don't think about it too much. Okay, Can creepies. You say it like Josh, man. Say it like, say it like Josh. would say it. No. Creepies or crawlies? That's I can creepy. only say I can okay. only say no in an Australian.
0: This question, no. no. All right. danger. No. You have been banned from this part of the episode for the next two weeks. Luckily, I, I think that we're you know we're a bi-weekly podcast, so it's really only for one. Yeah, episode. so they'll be back pretty soon. <laughs> but, but two two-week ban. Uh, I do not want to see any more danger questions. Uh, but thank you for submitting it. Um, next one we have. This one probably will be a, um, hopefully, a little more serious, and maybe one that Edwin won't just hijack. But this one's from Stock Money. So Stock asks, "How many characters in the melee cast do you see yourself being able to top sixty-four a major with?"
2: Um. Oh. Okay. Here's the thing. I if I was like really good at at planning long term. I would have picked the, the really bad characters first. Mm. But because I have so many bottom of the barrel characters left. Like, I got Bowser, I got Kirby, Kirby. I got Pichu. Mm. I don't think, like, I mean, maybe I discover something crazy. But Pichu I did it last year. With, with, with Dr. Mario, who is way, way, way better than Bowser, Kirby, Pichu. Or Pichu. Um. Uh, so, I I don't know. I feel like I could do it maybe with the mid-tiers if I, I, I like, found the um, the connection with them.
0: Well, there's 26 characters in the game, 26. right? Um, I think it's probably for a player. If you're a caliber, it's probably easier to knock off the ones that, um you know, wouldn't be able to do it with and then go down from there. So, what, you say no Kirby, no Bowser, no Peachy, you don't feel confident in that?
2: Uh-huh.
0: So we're Um, at
1: 23. Damn, you don't think you do it? I think you do it with Pichu.
2: Ness? Pichu is hard. Uh, Actually, maybe Pichu's really fast, right? I feel like Pichu might be doable, maybe. Ness is hard. Zelda Zelda has two good moves. Those are two really good moves. Uh, Mewtwo Roy? Dude, my Mewtwo and Roy were really fire. I'm here at, like, 22.
1: Yeah, tell me who it's a hard no
2: um yeah i guess twenty twenty two 22 maybe 22. i don't know about you but i'm feeling 22 um wait so what are
1: the ones that you're saying no to oh ness wait and... young
2: link too because my hands can't handle ah okay. <laughs> okay so, so
1: young link 21
2: <laughs> um no kirby bowser ness um young link um <laughs> he... wait is that 22 or 21 no kirby bowser ness young link 22. DT maybe be doable. So that's 22. Okay, we're
1: back to 22. 22. Good answer. Edwin, what about you? <laughs> maybe if you give me like a DQ here or there, yeah. one. <laughs> you got some legacy wins. Yeah, Give, give, give me like a DQ here. Like,
0: maybe, like, like two of them. Maybe Dawson's still afraid of you from all the way back I at Gang it. 2. And he just, <laughs> he like you, you play him and he harkens back to that set and he loses.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think uh, any of the top 100 players that I beat right before they got very good are losing <laughs> to me now. <laughs> we'll
0: see, man. All I know is that uh, I watched Zuppy play both Grab and Abe at uh, Riptide when we sponsored those players to go. Uh, and Zuppy beat both of them. And uh, I know that you have not had the same experience as Zuppy.
2: Dang, let's go,
1: Edward. Yeah, I, I, so. yeah. I guess that is true. It's kind of like a like when Tafo beat Cody Schwab right before uh, Cody. Blew, Cody, Schwab. Or Cody so Schwab. Why do I keep doing this? I don't. <laughs> I don't want you to say Cody. If you're gonna say
0: Cody Schwab, you have to say like Tafo beat Cody Schwab right before Cody Schwab blew up. Yeah, I
1: can't. I can't switch between the two. I gotta, got a card commit. <laughs> Tafo also beat Zayn right before he blew up. So Tafos
2: the and Tafo said Ludwig was gonna blow up before he did. So Tafo's kind of like yes Tafo's Taffo... like the Edwin Budding of the melee
0: scene. So does that mean that we should all invest in uh, whatever <laughs> Tafo believes in right
2: now? <laughs> Wait, what does he believe in right now? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <yes. laughs> what
0: about <laughs> it. Uh, n- uh, um, um, we'll June, you've been on our show before, you, so you should know that we have an unnamed segment at the end. You know, we're wrapping up, but before we go... Uh, we got one last segment. So this is uh, a new segment known by the fans as Touching Grass. This is where we talk about something that's been going on in our life that's not Smash-related, right? We always talk about Smash, so change of pace. We're going to talk about something that is uh, not Smash-related. So to give you two some time to think, I'll go first. And um, oddly enough, I've been watching uh, some YouTube videos from two YouTuber- YouTubers, both named Linus. Linus Tech Tips, for some reason. I bought a new monitor, so... I guess that's just mm-hmm. kind of you know oh, what I you do, do those, um, yeah. and also uh, God, I think his name is Linus Bowman, who is a uh, uh, European guy who talks about fonts and
1: typography, and I'm just like, <laughs> it <laughs> makes me think of Pipsqueak, but just talking about fonts and typography. <laughs> <laughs> the G's are consistently yeah, the consistently. <laughs> um
0: so i've been i've been enjoying those but i honestly that would not really tell the true story of my past couple of weeks uh because what has been taking up a lot of my time is uh animal crossing i don't think i used this as my last touching grass and if i did i apologize uh i apologize to my fans i apologize to uh people who signed my checks you <laughs> i don't know do if better. i'll be putting on a headset for again <laughs> um no but if that is the case yeah i'm sorry to, to use another one but uh yeah, so my niece, my niece got Animal Crossing for uh, Christmas. She is eight years old, and she's been playing it. And sometimes I'll go over to that house to hang out, and uh, I'll go over to my sister's house and hang out, and I'll just like very casually like donate a fish. So like, tr- like try to try to make her feel like I'm not playing the game for her, but like, like you know, she's got a lot of like whatever, and I'm like, oh, I gotta go sell these. She's gotta have some bells. Um, and it also, it got me playing on my end to try to get her some stuff, uh, before I realized I don't have a Nintendo internet connection. <laughs> I forgot. No, no. I, uh, and I probably am not going to do it because, uh, because I side with Smash World Tour. <laughs> 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 um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so she's come over and my nieces have come over and seen my island and they go crazy and my other niece, uh, called me on FaceTime recently and she wanted to talk about how my island is and uh i lied i was just like playing along Uh, she's like did you catch a fish i was like yeah i caught a really big fish (laughs) and now she's like keeps asking to see it so i have been playing a lot to like catch this mythically big fish that i lied about having um so that's what's going on with me recently (laughs) is a lot of animal crossing due to deception uh
1: what about you edwin Well, as I've brought up multiple times on the show, I went to Disney World uh, during the last episode, which is earlier in February. And I got to say, I I never... uh, Like, I watched Disney classics growing up, but I wouldn't describe myself as a Disney adult at all. So going with my in-laws, going with my spouse, this was just exploring something that, other than just baseline knowledge of it, was totally, like, just uh, in a different world, right? I have a lot of interests that just don't... uh, I mean, I guess Disney owns everything, so I can't say they have nothing to do with Disney. But it's just like Disney is not something that I actively think about a lot, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't have big opinions on Marvel movies, really. Like, how I, dare you? I, yeah, how so, how dare I, right? Yeah, I so. Martin Scorsese <laughs> over here. But but yeah, so so going to Disney World was was really fascinating. I understand like the mindset of a Disney adult. I get the appeal, and it's it's not without its uh it's not without its pros or. Right. Like, I understand when I was at Magic Kingdom, seeing the fireworks, seeing the plays and seeing the constant Disney messaging, seeing, you know, childhood characters and and like people that people the people that like, you know, tons of people. uh, Excuse me, I'm stumbling over my words here, but, you know, characters through that are so solidified in pop culture. Um it just it just made me think it it kind of wowed me like I literally cannot imagine a world without Disney, and that's both like it's it's horrifying, right because it's in a sense like regardless of what you can say about them, it's like they won. It's like there are billions of people in, in the world that or or whatever that just know Disney and they instantly recognize people like Donald and Goofy, and there's a twisted psychosis behind it. I know because I experienced it myself. When I wa- when I watched Phantasmia, one of the shows, where they, the the plot is kind of nonsensical. Basically, all the villains come back, and they try to kill Mickey. It was horrifying. People next to me were crying. Babies. Teenagers. Like, adults. People, like, well into their, you know, like, on the older side of things. The danger that they all For felt. For different at, ages. Yeah. Uh, at seeing their favorite childhood character, like, this symbol, like, be threatened. And obviously he gets rid of the threat in, like, five seconds or whatever, right? And it's a spectacular show or whatever. But there's uh, a very twisted message behind it. It's that, hey, this, like, your childhood, your innocence, and these characters that you love and care about, they're all connected by Disney. And if you don't buy Disney stuff, and if you don't we'll uh, kill believe in them. we'll kill them. They'll die. They'll go away forever. Your kids will never know that they existed. Your childhood will be gone. This is very sick, twisted uh, underbelly of nostalgia and like the reactionary power that it holds over these people i understand them now i understand because in the moment i i became the disney adult i was scared for mickey mouse in the moment i felt that psychosis and i i truly understand it i know this kind of sounds like a bit but i really do get it i understand how like uh i i understand how like super pro police like li- liberal well-off people from the suburbs think like i i understand that i understand their their mind now like i it was really a it was it was just wild like i i just i just i i'm not going to say i've become one of these people but i get them i see them in my everyday life and i feel like i understand them a little better
2: wow yeah that's a different vibe from from uh, weeds uh <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah.
0: no,
1: nah, dude, he's so full of shit. He cried at the fireworks every single time. Just yeah, it was he, it was overwhelming. I'm not full of shit. I understood it in that moment. <laughs> oh, like you 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 truly felt what they felt. Yes, I truly and did. I felt it. Pure all around awe. Me. At the, it
0: was because the he's smart enough to understand the psychosis. That's why the spectacle. I, I, I think you're a Disney adult. <laughs> you're also like the worst Disney adult. You said that you didn't un- like know any of the songs. <laughs> yeah.
1: So this is the, this is the funny thing. The song "Let <laughs> It Go." I didn't recognize it until I heard the song, until I heard the words "Let It Go." Like, if you asked me to sing very it, very right big now, song. Yeah. yeah, if you asked me to sing it right now, I just know "Let It Go." Like, I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to like recreate the rest of the song. I'd be making it up.
2: Yeah, I know yeah. the chorus. I think I can stumble my way through the. It's very funny to hear all of your, like
0: like the least informed person there who is crying. Like, I'm sure everyone else was like, this is so important to me. And you're just like, wept, just like weeping, swept up in the emotions of it all. Well, that's very good. Maybe, hey, maybe we'll do a melee stats, Disney cruise at some point. I was like, wait, I've got a bone to pick with you. I have serious doubts in your idea. Bone, yes, bone, because Pluto has a bone. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> what is,
0: why did you say that? I know, I've got a serious bone to pick with you. Because I, I have incredible doubts in your uh content brain for the fact that you went to Disney World and you did not get a picture of Donald Duck. I have a Donald Duck thing here. My profile picture has been Donald Duck for three years. Literally, anyone would go there, they take a picture of Donald Duck, and they're like, dude, wheat's here. And everyone would be like, Hey, that's kind of funny. And yet, my own friend, my partner. I was too busy hanging out my with my confidant. Yeah, you saluted Tigger. You said thank you for your service, didn't you?
1: Yeah, <laughs> okay, so yeah, this is this is the other thing, right? In in the moment, my, my spouse was actually uh, my in-laws didn't really notice, but my spouse was dumbfounded by this. Both Tigger and Piglet when uh when we took a picture of them and we shook their hands and hugged them or whatever, I said to I said to Tigger, Thank you for your service and he kind of looked back and just went like this and then walked <laughs> away. <laughs> And I tra- And my spouse is like, oak oh, no, I-, I can't believe you did You've, that. like,
0: awoken like a sleeper cell by saying that. You said the phrase.
1: He- I just had the idea. He did-, he did that, and he, like, sent a bomb on Splash Mountain. <laughs> yeah, I just had the idea of telling Tigger, like, it just came to me, right? I was like, I got to do it. I have to say it. I need to see how this person reacts. And Tigger, like, he did the salute and then walked away. I tried it with Piglet, and Piglet kind of made this, like, little bashful of... Or he did this little, like, bashful jig, like, kind of, like, moving his, like, neck up. or, or I, I don't know how to describe it. He just, yeah, like. He, he, does, moves, he does that. He does yeah, that it was that a little coy, thing. right? And then and then gave me another hug and then left. It was a. I I honestly have to say that was the highlight of my trip.
0: I think I'm, it's dangerous for you to go again.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you
2: go, really, then gonna you're going to be time. a full <laughs> Disney adult. Yeah. I think, like, aware. This, this I think be my you start apology. working
1: there. I think this will be my apology. I didn't take a picture of Donald Duck, so I think the proportionate thing to do would would be for you to come with me next time to Disney. I
0: think we're going. I, I, also, it's, I loved your tweet you made about it, which is like, I know it sounds crazy. I can't believe I ever say that I'm doing this, but I'm going to Disneyland. And then it's like, you were... Yeah, I literally got it wrong. It's actually Disney World, sorry. Yeah. Just the idea of like... This thing that seems pretty normal, right? It, like, it's just I'd totally
1: up, alien. If <laughs> I ended up
0: going to Disney World for something, you know, I'd be like this. Okay, I, I would not necessarily say that I have any care t- uh, to go to Disney World, but I would not be shocked if in my life I end up there. It's a thing that a lot of people do. And yet you phrased it like, the cra- like I never thought I'd be doing this.
1: And yet here I am. <laughs> it's just so... Uh, I'm not going to say it's oppositional, right? Because I, I don't really have like a strong pro or anti Disney opinion but it's just like it's just something I would never I would never go out of my way to do it right like just, just going to Disney World just, I I'm like, worried about person. you I think you would get
0: Havana syndrome I I,
2: I love like Smashers that, just doing normie things it's The like... idea
0: of you going into Disney World and immediately just like crying and then you, you became right wing what was this I don't want to get into this but the idea of this it it, it worries me about you going into like <laughs> like a, like a foreign land, like a like a clandestine country. I think you would like immediately become like a, a fascist if, if that was an opportunity.
2: No, no. I got really caught up. We all were singing. <laughs> he's, he's gonna get in the mind, but he's not gonna become the true fascist. I believe. I believe it is for moral compass. I... When
1: I, when, when, uh, okay, God, this is a, uh, this is in the weeds. I, I'm sure people are already tuning out now. But like, if, if you've been following me for a while or talk to me at all about like what I follow in the world, you'll know that I I have a special interest in Brazil. I just think it's a really aw- awesome place. In particular. One of my uh, one, fig- one figure of history in current events that I think is really interesting is, is Lula da Silva, their current president, who was also president earlier in the 2000s. And I suggested to my spouse uh, last year that we go to Brazil like, for, for Lula's coronation at some point, right? And my spouse is just like, why, why are you suggesting this? Like, why, did, one, why does this matter to you so much? And the second thing is, like, aren't you like scared of going to another country and just getting completely swept up in this thing that you don't understand? That, like, you're not like fully, like, maybe you read about it or something, but you're not, you're not like ingrained in the context, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I feel a similar level of just like disbelief. From wheat on this idea of me traveling the world and getting getting wrapped up in uh, something way beyond. You would Biden.
0: end up somehow in like Pyongyang and be like, "Yeah, dude at at noon, everyone just started bowing and singing. It was
1: great.
0: <laughs> They're all dancing around. <laughs> the Olympics um, are great there. <laughs> I I I do not believe in your ability to to not fall for uh for um what is it called." Propaganda. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's stop there. That's a good end. Me forgetting the word propaganda. June, you've sat through me talking about Animal Crossing. You sat through Edwin talking about Disneyland for about as long as we talked about DK, which is the uh, <laughs> you, you know, know I,
2: function of this
0: episode was to get on and talk about DK.
2: Um, what uh, what have you been up to recently? Um, well, I, I will say that I, regarding Animal Crossing, <laughs> I've I've heard that social gaming is good. It's like a healthy thing to do. Just like do a game to relax, and uh, as a as a competitive gamer. I think I have not been doing enough
1: yeah. of that. <laughs> I yeah, just, I, I know how you feel.
2: I thought games were supposed to inflict deep psychological pain to me and <laughs> others.
1: And I'm I not shouldn't. supposed to grind this thing for hours in a row. <laughs> You're telling technique. me I'm just supposed <laughs> to
2: enjoy the thing. Uh, but I have been trying to play more single player games recently so i feel that um, any uh, all the single player examples? games i like are like that too um <laughs> uh, the let's go to my steam library um i've played a uh like chess puzzle game called pawn uh barian. pawn barian i also played another chess roguelike called um shotgun king uh, where you play as a king moving across the board while the other pieces try to catch you, except you have a shotgun. So it's like a turn-based uh, <laughs> turn-based strategy game where you're moving around as a king and you have to avoid all these pieces and you have a shotgun. Um, I, I enjoyed that for a bit. And then the more I played it, eventually I got too into it and found all of its flaws. And now I don't <laughs> like it anymore nice um and i read a review by the crimson blur on that game i i was reading reviews to see if other people had flaws and low and beho- found flaws with it and lo and behold the crimson this is blur- on steam here yeah he reviewed the, it on steam? this is the, i didn't review it uh, oh the crimson no, he, blur did yeah yeah, yeah he yeah. reviewed it on um steam uh shotgun king uh, is the game um and yeah it the crimson blur just has a scathing review of that game he's
0: a good authority for for all the shit people give him Yeah, uh, deservedly he's... so sometimes uh he is an authority on on video games he came on here at one time and he said that he wants to play every video game ever that was his touching grass moment is that wow. he made a big spreadsheet of every important game ever and he's going to go through them and he's been currently working his way through um, oh my
2: god that's impressive um, to an extent, yeah. To an extent. It's also <laughs> madness. <laughs> it, it is very impressive. It is
0: also someone, like someone saying they're going to try every hot dog in America. And be like, <laughs> okay. I don't understand it. It would take a lot of effort. And if you did it, it would be impressive. But I'm uh, not sure if you
2: should. But Oh, yeah. I've also been biking. I guess I opened the episode with that. It would uh... be
0: very funny if you said, but I've also been trying to eat every hot dog in America. <laughs> yeah, but I've also been
2: just, just stuffing my face. It's great uh biking that's yeah that's fun
1: um i got a bike yeah bikes are competition. great competition i uh, you... i have a bike i'm eating every hot dog you don't think i will but bikes are
2: uh they're a lot i i didn't know how expensive they they were and i didn't
1: realize how fun they were um... do you game while you bike huh Oh, How like you... a stationary bike. Oh no, That's it's it. a, it's a actual bike. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can't game while you're biking. question stands.
2: <laughs> Is there something I don't know? <laughs> I just see somebody on the street like playing their switch while they're trying to bike. I'm like that seems dangerous.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's a good use of your time, right? yeah multitasking
2: it, it, i mean if i had it's a stationary a bike i definitely could do no, that no well you're not getting anywhere if you're on a stationary bike yeah there's something nice about just like yeah it, it hits some primal instinct just like moving yeah places so i
0: i think what we found out is that biking and playing your game um you can achieve that on a stationary bike but you don't go anywhere uh, playing a game and going somewhere you can achieve by like going on a bus or a train but you're not biking so the only true experience is to get out there on your bike get a switch or a steam deck or something and uh, you know have at it so maybe if you survive that we'll have you on the show to talk about how that went <laughs> yeah children I'll, I'll
1: if you're listening practicing. to the show please do not play video games well yeah do <laughs> <Kingu? laughs> danger this is, very, very this is a joke. <laughs> Uh Kingu yeah. doesn't bike he, thanks he just Thanks takes for the, having me. Uh, uh, uh. yeah, he just takes the double decker bus or, or whatever. Kingu
0: uh. takes double double bucks from Crampton to um Spingleberry. <laughs>
2: is is this a a European player? Yeah. Uh yeah, how did I know? Yeah. Public transit, <laughs> Crampton, <in>, Spingleberry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Higgle's Bix Lane. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, uh, you're here's a scene. You're Kingu, and you're talking, you're telling, talking to Abe over the phone about Master Spark as you're biking to, uh, as you're biking to fate. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm not doing any character. No, okay. I, I think, uh, I, I, I might uh, invoke a, a national, <laughs> national crisis if I if I make fun of the Britons anymore. Um, god remember when i went there and i was i really thought that it'd be fun and then i got covid
1: and got stuck in stoke on trend yeah, i hate that country anyway
0: what i did not hate was uh this episode uh, june thank you for coming on yeah very Great fun you know, i know that know that we didn't have uh it's a it's a fun episode to have because sometimes you know we, we go we come on and we have like okay we can only talk about genesis because it's going to be a big event um but it really felt nice to get to talk to you about kind of whatever we wanted to right dk and whatnot and um very refreshing, very fun to have you on. Very appreciative. If yeah. people want to follow you, I know you mentioned your YouTube videos you make about mid tier characters. Uh, if people want to like watch that, if they want to see you on Twitter, where can they uh, find you online?
2: Um, if you follow my Twitter, it is at um, arjunebug. Um, so that's a r j u n e bug, and uh, my YouTube should be in there. If you look up junebug smash on YouTube, I feel like. My channel is one of the first results, um, but yeah, I think you'll find everything blanked on my Twitter and also Medify. If you wanna, if you want some premium, premium coaching.
0: Do you have any examples of students that you coached who went on to place very highly at at major events?
2: Yeah, I've coached uh, Zane, uh, Cody Schwab, okay. um, interesting to Saint. Okay. um zuppy well Um well, <laughs> well hey I mean he zuppy
0: did didn't top a jazz is all I'm saying yeah yeah that's
2: that's true um uh, jflex um crudo um so I'm hearing
0: if if I want to be the next crudo yeah. or zane <laughs> i should uh, I should go over to uh to your Metify then right
2: yeah yeah sure <laughs> that, that that'd that help it's definitely not them at all it's all it's all me probably <laughs> no, this is a gu-
0: guaranteed result uh, Guar- well, guaranteed <laughs> i'll I push it through you. <laughs> i appreciate you for for not only for being on but for uh you know bolstering the scene just by you entirely taking these uh <laughs> these students who are probably unskilled in every manner before they met you <laughs> uh, turning them to the titans
2: of the game that they are today Yeah, before me, nobody was even saying the the name Cody Schwab.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Uh, I appreciate you being on. You're a very good guest. Very fun time. And then, uh, yeah, we we have uh, Bemi that's coming up. We're going to be looking forward to that. We're going to be watching that. And then we'll probably um, come back here maybe a little uh, before Collision to talk about what's going on with that. So that is the next time you're going to see us. And uh, thank you, everyone, for watching. We will see you again soon. Peace.